Welcome to Ranch Raves Questions and Quotes, a podcast where I get to bitch, complain, basically my take on over 50 years on this planet. As always, I am not a licensed clinician, doctor, therapist, lawyer, or Indian chief. I'm just a guy that has certain views, certain opinions, certain thoughts on how things are, how things ought to be, how things used to be, and my life experiences. So I invite you, as always, to sit back, relax, grab a snack, join us for a little fun. Maybe you'll think I'm crazy. Maybe you'll think I'm right on the money. Either way, I always, as always, I look forward to hearing from you. You can reach me at mrrants50 at gmail.com or via my blog at my rrqq.wordpress.com and uh, welcome to the show okay we're rolling through them this episode is one that just really really annoys the living fuck out of me and I find offense at, but take a listen. Children's book publisher Puffin is changing classic works from the late author Raul Dahl to make them more, quote, sensitive. The move has critics accusing the company of censorship. Here to tell us why Puffin decided to make these changes and how the company is responding to the backlash is Daily Wire culture reporter Megan Basham. So, Megan, what specifically does Puffin mean when they say they want to make these books more sensitive? You know, I don't think there's any other way to really describe it than to say they want them to be more politically correct. So Puffin, which is a subsidiary of Penguin Random House, employed what are known as sensitivity readers. And these are analysts who read through a work pinpointing material that people might find offensive. They've actually been around the publishing world for quite a while. But what they typically do is work with current authors who can, of course, reject or accept their suggestions. In this case, Puffin employed an organization called Inclusive Minds. It describes itself as a collective for people who are passionate about inclusion, diversity, and equality. And it says it's, quote, committed to changing the face of children's books. So these revisions include a lot of shifts to gender neutral language. Mothers and fathers, for example, has been changed to just a generic parents. They also swapped out a reference to Rudyard Kipling and they put in Jane Austen, a passage that describes hypothetical working women as supermarket cashiers or letter writers for businessmen now describes them as top scientists or business owners. And then descriptions like fat and ugly were removed all throughout the books. And they also added some passages. Like in the book, The Witches, a character explains that witches wear wigs because they're bald. Well, Puffin has now added a line of dialogue that reads, there are plenty of other reasons why women might wear wigs and there is certainly nothing wrong with that. So maybe somewhat changing the intent of the passage. And it's also worth noting here that the doll estate would have had to sign off on all this. Now, what kind of reaction is Puffin getting for these changes? 
you know, it's interesting. A lot of the time, these kinds of culture stories can seem to take on a pretty familiar dividing line of right versus left. I would say that's not so much the case here as the company is being pretty universally criticized. The CEO of Penn America, which is a free speech nonprofit that a lot of people tend to perceive as leaning more left, actually called the move dangerous. And she also said, and I'll just quote, those who might cheer specific edits to Dahl's work should consider how the power to rewrite books might be used in the hands of those who do not share their values and sensibilities. And then there's author Salman Rushdie. He, of course, faced a fatwa from the Iranian government over his work and actually had two different extremist groups put multi-million dollar bounties on his head. He said what Puffin is doing is absurd censorship and that the company should be ashamed of itself. And then finally, Dahl's biographers say that the author would be horrified to know that this was being done to his work. They say he was known for having at times contentious battles with editors who wanted to alter his text, and that he was very particular about his choice of language. How is Puffin responding? Are they backing down at all? No, not really. They put out a statement basically arguing that this is common practice with older works and that it's not unusual to review the language. They also said that they made the changes so that Dahl's books can continue to be enjoyed by all today. Now, to that point, we have seen publishers make similar changes when issuing new editions of some classic books like Mark Twain's Huckleberry Finn. In that case, the N-word was replaced with the word slave. The publisher then said that they did it as a response to the book being taken out of so many schools. So they said they were trying to protect students' access to Twain. Hmm. Well, it does seem like a slippery slope. Megan, thanks for reporting. Anytime. That was Daily Wire culture reporter Megan Basham. Okay. We have just now crossed into the Twilight Zone. That's all I can say. I mean, literally, come on. Works of literature. They said in in this report that that they did it to be more sensitive to kids, to other people that might be triggered. I don't know. I tend to think that we are becoming way too damn sensitive as a whole, as a nation, as a people. You know, it it just kills me. The estate, the Ronald Roald Dahl estate, they said, signed off initially. Well, I'm glad to announce that they have backtracked on that. And now there will be like two different versions coming out. There will be the edited version and the non-edited version. But I mean, you know, this goes along with what I've said before about things like music. Now, I don't particularly care for rap music as a whole. Uh the African-American artists that do rap music, there's a lot of cursing in it, which I'm definitely not against. If you've listened to any of my freaking podcast, almost said fucking just to sit there and uh, poke the bear a little bit. But the prolifer, the, the, the N-word is used overwhelmingly in the music. And I don't think that people should be... Uh, like I said, I've gone to, you know, you go to Walmart and they get the clean version where the N-word is just silence or it's beep, 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 whatever the hell, you know, Morse code uh, cancellation they're doing. I don't think that's right either. If you don't want to 
listen to that type of music, if you don't want to listen to that type of language, then don't buy the albums. Don't buy the CDs. Don't support those performers. But I believe it's because of freedom of speech. It's well within those performers' right rights to use that language in their music. But again, if you don't like it, don't listen. Don't buy it. Don't support them. But we're getting overly crazy with this stuff because we're going to see more and more and more of it in the coming days, in the coming years, I'm afraid. I work in a technical field. I deal with computers. I've also noticed that where it used to be called master-slave, for master being the primary hard drive, slave being the second one, is that's been changed in all of our official documentation now. It was subtle if you weren't looking for it, and it really doesn't make a difference except for that they've changed the terminology to now the primary hard drive is the parent. The secondary one is child. So they've changed even that because that might be too offensive. That's been used in computer terminology for decades, for years. It had nothing to do with slavery. It had nothing to do with uh African-American people. It had nothing to do with racism. It, But apparently it was not correct, not woke enough, so it had to be changed. And it's been being changed slightly. It, it, like I said, if you don't even notice it, if you're not looking for it, you won't see it. And it'll change. But like I said, thankfully they have backed off. But what's to say, and this is where... I love technology, but I hate technology because I read books among doing my podcast, among taking care of my family, among uh, amongst doing my job at my at my job. I also read. I read 80 some books last year. I read 80 some books the year before and primarily 99 percent of it was digital and do you know how easy it is? At least if you have a printed book, a hardback, a paperback, they have to go out and change it and re-release those books when they make these changes. Okay? So if I call someone a fat son of a bitch, retarded individual, which would definitely set off and be offensive to some people, and probably rightly so, but it's my work. It's mine as a, as the author of that document, my way of getting the point across I wanted to do. But could you, if they have to reprint it, then they have to go down and they have to uh, alter all the text. They have to reprint those pages. They have to re-release the book. They have to do all that good stuff with it. With digital you know, your Nook app, your Kindle app, your Kindle Fires, your Nook, uh, your, you know, your Amazon books, etc. Uh, all they have to do is pull that up, search for the word retarded in this case. Let's just use this as an, as an example and change, highlight it and change it to mentally challenged. And boop, they can change Every single instance that that word is used in that book to mentally challenge in a blink of an eye in microseconds because it's all digital. It's on a computer. Then, you know, hey, most of the apps like my Kindle app, 
they'll do updated uh, versions. So if something changes, if uh, uh, another chapter gets added, it'll update the book. So you might not even notice it. But even things like adding to the works, where they said in this uh, one about, there are many reasons why women may wear wigs. Okay, yeah, there are. But that detracts from the fact of the story in question was about witches being bald. That's why. It wasn't, oh, women might want to wear wigs because they want to have another hair color without dyeing their hair. Or it might be, oh, they have alopecia and their hair is falling out, so they decide to wear a wig. No, it was in context with the story, with what was being stated in the plot, in in the way the story flows. So, and like, like they said, okay, you want to talk to a current living, breathing author and say, hey, maybe you need to back off a little bit here, change this to that and that to the other. That's fine. That gives that individual the, the, the wherewithal to decide to make the changes if they so desire. But when you go back and you change historical, not historical, but books that were written and the authors have died and, and passed on, like Tom Sawyer, where they said they took out the N-word and made it slave. Okay, maybe, maybe, I'll give them the benefit of the doubt, maybe that caused the schools to backtrack and say, okay, we'll let this book start coming in again and, and give it to, to uh, our students to read again. Maybe. But what if they change things in books like, say, the digital version or the printed version of the Quran or the Bible? Imagine the outrage, and rightfully so, from those individuals that read the Bible, that read the Quran, if certain things were changed in those books, if certain things were added if when Jesus in the Bible is crucified and nailed to a cross and and set up and uh, placed up on display in Golgotha for uh, just saying he was the son of God, what if they had given a whole other paraphrase and a whole other paragraph? Well, there were many reasons why people were crucified back in those days. Bob was crucified because he was a thief. Susie was crucified because she was a harlot. I mean, you know, it detracts from the original author's intent and what they were trying to say. I'm sure that Mark, and it also is dependent upon the time in which it was done. Back in the days when Mark Twain wrote Huckleberry Finn and Tom Sawyer, it was, rightly or wrongly, okay to use the N-word, to say the N-word. It was not always, even though there are people on the outside that are going to say, oh, yes, it is. It's always racist. It's always this. It's always that. It was not always used for that, that reasoning. It was not always used for dramatic effect. If it was always used for that, we wouldn't have auth, uh, singers and performers using it verbatim over and over and over again multiple times in their songs. Now, they're going to say, oh, it ends in A-S and then 
the, the emphasis on the A and it's our word and we've reclaimed it and blah, 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 blah. But it's still the word. And words are powerful. Yes, and words are triggering and words are made to make you think. Discussions are made to make you think. Yes, I know that if I read a science fiction book, that it's not really real, that it's not really happening. But when I read a book, a historical book or a biography from someone in World War II, where it was Juden Verbolten, Juden Ver- Forbidden, and kill all the Jews and all that other stuff that was put out during that time in World War II. Should we ban every book about World War II because it said that Jews were below human and they needed to be exterminated, etc.? No, because that's a factual representation, a factual take on what was happening to the Jews in that time. Now, granted, it wasn't good that that happened. The Holocaust is definitely bad. But if you leave out or change that to all people of a certain demographic should uh, were shipped off to concentration camps, it kind of takes away from the fact of the emphasis that needs to be put on the on that story so that people understand, so that people learn, so that people are challenged, so that people uh, get it stuck in their brain that this shit should not reoccur. You know, obviously the Holocaust were bad. Obviously, uh, six million plus Jews being annihilated was bad. But if we don't learn, if we don't make our get the information and make our own further our own lives and our own decisions then we're going to as they say if we don't learn from history we're doomed to repeat it you know putting Japanese Americans in internment camps because Japanese people bombed Pearl Harbor was wrong did we have any better options at the time That's debatable. That's for someone more learned than me to say. Because at the time, we were afraid. We had just been bombed by the Japanese at Pearl Harbor. We did not know if there were collaborators in in the United States at that time. We did not know if some Japanese Americans were spies for the the Japanese uh, mainland. Now, could we have handled it better? Should we have handled it better? Obviously, yes. Should we, after 9-11, have said all Muslims are bad? No, obviously all Muslims are not bad. There are bad in every group, but we need to learn. We need to have this communication, the written word, to put down there. And yes, it might offend us. It might sicken us that these things happen. It might make us angry. It might make us sad. It might trigger us. And that's not always a bad thing. It's not bad all the time to be triggered. That wakes us up, not wokes us up, wakes us up. Makes us say, hey, this was bad. We need to change this. We need to learn from this. Now, again, I'm not saying we should sit there and 
you know, use these inferences and these words to degrade and defile another organization, another group of people, another race, another sexual uh, orientation, whatever the hell the case is. But we've got to learn and we need it to be there to wake us up, to open our eyes, to spark debate so that we learn, so that we can avoid making the same mistakes again. And, you know, (laughs) and it kills me because part of this article was, uh, you know, uh, about being sensitive to the children, okay? But then we have this. Like I said, we have this, and these are available to children that we're being so sensitive about. Squirrel, I've got a book today. Looks like a children's book, but don't let that fool you. It's an adult parody, and the name of it is D's Big Nuts, written by Mark Thunder. Let's go ahead and learn more about D's Big Nuts. Let me put on my reading glasses. D was a squirrel who had big nuts. His nut sack was so big that it would drag on the ground everywhere he went. D had a friend named Sarah who loved nuts. Sarah would go around the town trying to put everyone's nuts in her mouth. Sarah loved how big Dee's nuts were. His nuts were her favorite. They were the biggest nuts she had ever seen. She would play with his nuts all day and sometimes even at night. Sometimes her mom would join. They would take turns holding Dee's nuts at night. Sometimes Sarah would even try to put both of Dee's nuts in her mouth at the same time. She would giggle, her face would turn red, and then his nuts would come flying out. One day, someone ran up to his nuts and started poking them. Hey, jerk off my nuts, he said. Although Sarah loved Dee's nuts, She would sometimes kick them. She once kicked them so hard, she busted a nut. Busted a nut right there. Dee was very sad that Sarah busted his nut. He just wanted Sarah to play nice with his nuts. One day when his nuts were feeling better, she took them to lunch where she got peanut butter all over them. His nuts were so sticky. After that day, she knew she would need to play nice because all good squirrels know how to play nice with big nuts. The end. I hope you enjoyed that story time. Now, Join us another day for another story.
so that's okay. We have to be more sensitive about these nuts. Or we don't have to be more sensitive about these nuts because it doesn't take a genius. Like she said, it looks like a child's storybook. The illustrations look like a child's storybook. But that was definitely not presented if you are uh, an adult with an IQ above 10 to understand what they were talking about and what they were uh, referring to. So should we be triggered by that book as well? Should we go through and change the wording in that book as well? Should we be more sensitive so that children can read those books? And that's just one. There's also Sally's Beaver and several others like it. You can look them up on Amazon find uh, and, and buy a whole set of those type of children's books slash adult books. There have been many things, books, uh, music, movies, television shows, etc., where things have been triggering, have been potentially offensive, and uh, we look the other way. We don't worry about it. Sometimes it's at a joke. Sometimes it's at a comment. Sometimes it's in a book. Sometimes it's a line in a movie that an adult will get, but a child won't. Sometimes it's something a child will get that an adult won't. Do we need to change those? Do we need to tone all of them down? I don't think so. I think we need to leave the work the way it is. Choose whether we wish to interact with that work, read those books, watch those movies, listen to that music. Because what is offensive to one is not offensive necessarily to all. And we need to use some common sense, which I think we are more and more solidly, solidly lacking when we discuss these things. It's not, this is offensive and this is why, and let's discuss why it's offensive or why it was said this way or why it should be this way or that way. It's, no, it's offensive, it needs to be canceled, it needs to be gone, period, And it's dumbing us down. We go back to the series I did many, many months ago now, it seems like, back in September, October of last year, of dumbing down when we have the technology to pull up the answers, to pull up the information that we need to understand these things. Because if we're dumbed down, if we're if we're mindless drones, if everybody is in their own little hovel because we're so afraid of being offended or being offensive to someone else, then we have no freedom. We have no control. We have no power of our own. It's been stripped from us. It's been taken. And good luck getting it back.
So, while I'm glad to see that Raw Dahl's books were, uh, they backtracked on that from the outcry from everybody. This is just one that we've heard about. I'm sure there's more that we're not being told about. And, you know, the good old motto, if at first you don't succeed, try, try again. Believe me, they will keep trying. They will keep trying to dumb us down, to bring anything offensive out of our lives. Put to racism, put it to something else, put it to some kind of disparaging uh, against one group or another when it's actually not, when it should be thought-invoking, idea-invoking, discussion-invoking, but they'd rather have us dumbed down and not know what the hell's going on. And if you don't believe me, we will uh, be discussing this further in the next episode. So stay tuned.